You're having Thirsty Thursday with your pals the other day. It's Thirsty Thursday, and that means we're once again hanging out at the Produce Stand, a podcast paying tribute to the great Canadian show Letter Kenny. Now, I know what you're thinking. There are many other podcasts about Letter Kenny out there, but this one is a three knuckler. I'm Al, your host, and joining me in the room, as always, is a lovely, lovely Tanya. And online we have Squirrely Matt and the virtuous Victor. How are you guys doing today? Good, and you, Victor. How are you now? <laughs> Come on, we're two seasons in. <laughs> yeah, you think we, we just could... we just talked about this uh, before the show just... started that we fuck up that intro yeah, yeah, or that Alan, hello you just every let time. Let it go. You let it go. You're uh, supposed to like. Uh, Get in in there. No, I was waiting for Victor to say how he was doing today, too. All right. Uh, oh, all right. What are we opening there, uh, Matt? Oh, it's a fracture kind of day. Oh, is it a fracture? Kind? <laughs> it yeah. certainly is. Me too. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. So we'll start with. How are you now? How about uh, how's your week? Let's uh, the, the lineup for today will be Matt, Tanya and Victor. So, Matt, how was your week? Uh, week Week's good. Uh, I, it's, I'm a, I'll be honest, I'm a little fried and, uh, brain fried. That is, it's just been a hell of a month, but, uh, today is my, uh, my youngest son's first birthday. So that was fun, which means, uh, wifey and I spent all day, uh, arguing over how to get the best photo of a child. (laughs) And if anyone's ever tried to take photos of a baby, you know how cooperative they are. So it's been a fun day. (laughs) <laughs> so this would be interesting because usually what happens when, you know, with each subsequent baby, you have fewer photos, fewer videos, you know. So yeah. but th- so this is number three for you, but it's number one for Jen. So uh, correct. Uh, she's kind of yeah. dragging you along like, uh, oh, I got it. It's fine. <laughs> it, it's fun. But it's like, I mean, I, I, like I said, I'm kind of fried. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was uh, it made for some fun moments today. But we got through. We got some good pictures. And uh yeah, I mean the little the little nuggets one years old, so it's a lot of fun, and he's uh, he's a blast. He's a little shit, but he's a blast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, congratulations for uh, not not damaging him uh, for, <laughs> for having uh, him survive the first year. Alan and yeah, I well, high five each then, other every birthday well, uh, b- before bed. We high five each other on their birthday to say we kept them alive one more year. Yeah, there you go. I think it's important to do. Right? Yeah. I think it's a- celebrate small wins. Your uh, your mic's cutting in and out quite a bit there, Matt. Are you using the the nice mic? I, I am. Oh. Is it still? Okay, it's poppy. Yeah, it was popping every once in a while. How's that now? That seems okay. Uh, all right. So Tanya, how was your week? Uh, busy, busy, busy. I thought uh, on Wednesday. I thought it was Friday. So I'm a little bit topsy turvy and don't know what uh, what's going on anymore. That'll fuck you up every the, time. The 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 week was long. It's just it's just con- continuous stuff going on. So much yeah. stuff. Yeah. Part part of that's my fault, and we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Victor, how was your week? Uh, it's a bit of a tough week. Uh, we've got Pumpkin, who's not having a good good week. She got oh, a no. she got an she's thirteen, and she got an a sec her second. Uh, what is this called? A UTI, oh. uh, urinary tract infection. And uh, her kidneys last time were in first phase or first degree of failure. And now they're in second phase. Oh, no. Oh, so, yeah. So she's uh, right now upstairs. And I don't know who we were trying to console more, my daughter or Pumpkin. <laughs> oh, uh, because dear. It's, so, yeah, so it's not, that's it's not going well. For those li- <laughs> listeners who don't know, Pumpkin is Victor's cat. 
and yeah. so 13 years old is is you know it's up there for a cat and uh yeah yeah and she's been with us since uh, five weeks old so i mean and we got her on thanksgiving evening and uh and uh yeah so she's been a big part of our family mm-hmm. for a long time and uh you know and so we we don't want her to suffer of course and so we're just trying to do the, all the best things for her right now and uh she's going to go back to the vet tomorrow and we'll see what where we go from there but uh yeah so it's a bit of a tough week um on a brighter note, uh, or a uh, less somber note, uh, I was just watching a, a YouTube video of a um, guy named David Bennett. And he, so he's the guy that kind of breaks down songs, uh, a little bit nor- nerdy with music theory and whatnot. But this mm-hmm. was a fun little video because it was on why does Elton John take two and a half minutes to get to the chorus. Uh, <laughs> um, and and then just he breaks the song down. The way he opens the video is, you know, uh, he says, most songs get to the chorus in the very first minute. And then, bam, comes up a meme that says, uh, don't bore us, get to the chorus. And so oh, yeah? there's the connection to tonight's episode. <laughs> oh, my there you gosh. Go. Was, was it, uh, was it uh, um, Wayne's voice or was it just uh, words written? Uh, just well, the words, and then he said it, and it was just like as if you know he knew we were about to do the show, so he was setting yeah. us up. But uh, no connection. He's in the UK. He has no idea what the show is. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure. Uh, well, so, I don't know. We got we have a few listeners from the UK. There's the there's the How Women Orgasm. She's from the UK. Uh, oh well, then maybe we can ask her if she knows who David Bennett is. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh. they're uh, you know could be neighbors. Um, yeah. Anyway, it was actually it's a. I recommend the video is quite fun, and they talk about how he builds up, and actually it's it's fun to mm-hmm. you never feel bored. Uh, and when he finally hits the chorus, uh, it's it's incredible. There's, so um, there's another go, go watch. there's another YouTuber. I forget his name, um, but he's he's really good. He he does some kind of similar things. He analyzes songs and talks about why they're great, what makes them great. I forget his name. I'll, I'll have it for next time. But uh, he's got a lot of videos out there, and he he dissects songs and and like from like Rick Rick Bieto. That's it, Rick Bieto. Exactly. Yeah, great great videos. Uh, I, I, oh, love the guy. Yeah, love the guy. So yeah. if anyone's a musicologist, you should check out Rick Bieto's uh, uh, videos because he. Like when I say he dissects, he dissects note for note sometimes. And, and, and he's, he's like an encyclopedia of musical knowledge. So, so a fun little ditty. So he just, just literally a week before. So he was working on this for several months, mm-hmm. but he came out with a video that he was working on for several months, just a few days before Van Halen passed away. Oh yeah. And, and the video was all about what would Stairway to Heaven Sound solo section sound like if Eddie Van Halen played the solo over it. Oh, yeah? It. <laughs> yeah, and it was incredible. I'll have to check uh, that out. So, yeah, I recommend you go watch that one. It's pretty cool. All right. Uh, so, just my week. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, uh, Renos continue upstairs and, uh, you know, progress is looking good. Uh, I thought I was going to have a lighter week because I spent, you know, three out of the five days this were three out of the four days so far this week attending the Adobe Max conference. Uh, uh, online, of course. Uh, and, you know, so I'm thinking, oh, this is a cakewalk. I'm just going to be sitting here watching uh, webinar after webinar. And, and they've had they have a impressive lineup of like uh, celebrity speakers and stuff. Uh, Nick Offerman, uh, Conan O'Brien is there hosted it. They had Gwyneth Paltrow. They had Wes Anderson, like crazy, crazy, like 
guest cool. speakers. Um, but man, like just a, an entire day of sitting here watching these, uh, you know, from from noon to, to 8 p.m. in some at, on, on some nights. And then today uh, was the last day of it. And uh, I, because of it, I got, uh, you know, I fell behind on work and I, and I, I was rushing to get the, the podcast ready for tonight. So uh, once again, I'm scrambling to get things done, but uh, you know, no excuses. It's still a lot of fun. Uh, learned a lot. And uh, it, was a, it was a, you know, it was a, a, a week of, um, uh, of development, of, of professional development. So had a good time. Cool. Awesome. All right, let's talk about our uh, new tw- Twitter followers. We have 11 new Twitter followers this uh, week. Uh, Nick from Osawatomi, Kansas. Thank you, Nick, for following us. Uh, Andy Waddell, Levi Jones, Jacob Wyatt from Tulsa, Oklahoma, Chris Cirrus, uh, Tone Deaf, a theater nerd's guide for their spouse, and they're in Utah. Uh, Nico Robin says drink water, uh, also known as All Sunday Jelly. Uh, Moo Points, Jake, uh, Jackie Koch from somewhere in Canada, SG LaCourse from Sarnia, Ontario, uh, and uh, Dirt uh, from Parts <laughs> Unknown. <laughs> Thank you all for for uh, the perfect one to end on. Yeah, for listen or for following. I don't know if you're listening, but you're following us on Twitter, so we appreciate it. Uh, and so here we go. Well, don't bore us. Get to the chorus. Last week we was we've. We reviewed Season 2, Episode 5, Uncle Eddie's Trust. That episode received a clearance rating from Tanya and myself and a compost from Victor and Matt. Uh, And uh, three of the four folks on Twitter who responded to our scientific (laughs) Twitter poll agreed with me and Tanya, and the other one gave it a compost. Uh, This week, uh, and I'm wondering if that one one was maybe Matt or Victor. Anyway. Oh, I'm like 90% (laughs) sure it was me. (laughs) There's only one respondent, and if you responded, then you're the guy. (laughs) This week, we... Scientific, man. (laughs) This week, we recap and review the season finale, uh, season two, episode six, called Finding Stormy a Stud. Uh, Let's see. Matt, did you do your homework? I did. I 100% did. Actually, I only did it about five minutes ago, to be honest. And and it's not without effort. Oh. So this week, I, I made a valiant effort to try to get it done early. But um, every time I started it, the little guy started running by or some, or something happened. Oh, okay. So, so you're going to blame it on the one-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Have you had a one-year-old? Yeah, you totally. have. Uh, They're is everywhere. He, is he walking uh, already? <laughs> oh, he's fucking running, man. Yeah, nice. Uh, Tanya, did you do your homework? Absolutely. Of course, you did. Victor, did you do your homework? Well, yeah. Uh, in spite of you uh, trying your best efforts to get me not to do it, I did do it. Uh, it's not. I wasn't trying to get you not to do it. I just. It, it, I was late with my reminder yet again yesterday, and uh, um, and you may have let the cat out of the bag already about how you felt about the episode when I reminded so, you. But well, no, even on that, I mean, I won't say what Victor said, but <laughs> I, I think we're going to have some interesting um, differences in this one. Uh, yeah, uh, I hope so. And it's funny because Victor, like, uh, I, I sent the reminder out pretty late last night again because I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot to send the reminder out. Not that you guys need it. I hope you don't need it by, by now. But anyway, it's kind of well, like... I, I need it. It's part of all blur together it's, now. Man. It's part of my my weekly routine. I've got you know every you know Monday I do this, Tuesday I do this, Wednesday I remind everybody. Um, but yeah, Victor kind of let out you know whatever some of his feelings on the episode 
And I'm like, Victor, come on. I watched this episode sitting beside my wife. And even I don't know what she, how she feels about it until the day, like until we record. So do you guys I, sit with like plexiglass between you? While I'm you're stone cold. I no, can, I can just, totally, I can yeah. totally just like shut off the emotion yeah. and just like watch. She just sits there stone faced and, and she hates it when I glance over. And, and, and I think every once in a while she does let out a giggle and I bet I'm you she's like, very good at poker. I'm very good. Maybe you guys should watch it at different times so you don't have that awkwardness. <laughs> yeah, maybe. No, I kind of enjoy it anyway. Uh, I mean, because often like uh, when I'm watching with her, that's already like my fourth time watching the episode. Yeah. <laughs> so Tanya's watching and Al's just standing over breathing heavily. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, you know, so we've already had this conversation. He gives me a little smack in the face, make sure that I'm watching it and my eyes are open. <laughs> it's, the, it's the Trump Hillary Hillary Clinton scene from their debate. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. All right. Here we go. We start with the cold open. The Hicks are hanging out in the tractor shed, uh, talking about Squirrely Dan's six-year-old cousin Samuel, who ha- Wayne hates, but Samuel loves Wayne. Uh, Derry says he saw Samuel do a fun dip dry rip. Uh, Wayne doesn't know what that is. Well, in Schneef terms, you do a line of Schneef before you even just any boost all through your judgment. It's called doing a dry rip or rips in a dry one. Doing dry rips is a pretty good indication you got a sneeze problem. You got yourselves a sneeze issue. Well, you ever done a dry rip? Well, back in the day. In the glory days. Yeah, I'd done dry rip. I'd have rips a dry one. Not sure if ripping a fun dip dry rip would uh, have the same effect, but doing it is still a pretty good indication you got some sort of problem. Squirrely Dan says that if dry ripping isn't a sign that you have a problem, hooping certainly is. Well, what's hooping? Well... That's instead of taking the drugs orally's or intranasally's, you take them anally. What the fuck are you talking about now? Well, instead of down the hatch, or up the nose, take them in the pooper. Will you put drugs up your pooper? Oh, that's the fastest way to <laughs> absorb them into your systems. Do you mean like you take the drugs with your hand? Well, then you put them up your pooper? Correct. But Correct. you don't poop them out. No, your pooper absorbs them. Wasn't that curious? Hooping fun dip definitely wouldn't have the same effect as hooping sneeze. <laughs> But doing it is still probably a pretty good indication you got some sort of problem. So I love it when whenever Wayne is trying to process something or and, and if it's disturbing to him, he says it and then he blinks like two or three times and then he yeah. repeats it. it say, so you take it in your hand, blink, 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 and you put it up in your put it up your bum, blink, 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 and you don't poop it out. It's 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 hilarious. His, uh, yeah, he's so deep in thought. Yeah. <laughs> he's like processing it. Uh, the, the Hicks then go on to talk about fun dip dick dingers. And uh, if you don't remember what a dick dinger is, I suggest you go back to episode one, season one. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to describe it. Just look it up. Uh, Squirrely Dan then, after all this uh, fun dip talk, finally comes to a disturbing revelation about his six-year-old cousin. Oh, wait. Samuel's already been taking fun dips, orally's, and intranasally's. Yeah, we should probably go check on Samuel. <laughs> <laughs> and the theme music starts. Uh, all right, so. <laughs> you know what's funny about that? <laughs> I missed the whole part that it was a six-year-old. <laughs> so the whole scene just became a whole lot funnier. <laughs> oh, you didn't know? No, they're talking about I had no idea either. Everybody's I like, no I idea. fucking hate Samuel. I'm yeah. like, I figured it was like an older cousin or something. I just. Same. Just caught same. it now that he was six. <laughs> oh my god! I same. I hated that opening because I didn't understand what was happening. I just knew that uh, Squirrely Dan was funny. Yeah. <laughs> in his delivery, but I, aside from that, I had no idea what was going on. Oh, well, you're taking the fun dip intranasalies. I mean, uh, yeah, fun dip. Come on, it's that the sugary stuff that you had one as as a kid. A so six year old was snorting it, and then uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I hundred percent wanted to stop and go get a fun dip. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, <same. laughs> not, uh, not not for hooping though. So no, so Matt, you, you, that opening, uh, you, well, you didn't know it was a six year old. So what did you think I of the st- open? Oh, I still loved it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty hilarious. Yeah. There was some fun, fun, uh, squirrely Dan moments for sure. Uh, Tanya, what'd you think of that cold open? Uh, well, I did have you put it on pause for a second. Cause I was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. I did catch the whole birthday part, like birthday mm-hmm. six year old. I did catch that one, but I was like, what are they talking about? Like, what is the schneef that they're talking or schnor, whatever the heck it's called. Schneef. I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I wasn't getting what the, they were referencing. Cause I kept on thinking I was hearing dry rip. I'm thinking they were talking farts. <laughs> I'm like dry farts. Okay. I'm like wet farts and dry. I'm like, wait a second. No, that's not it. So yeah, yeah after, after that momentary pause, it was, uh, yeah, it was good. Victor, what'd you think? Uh, yeah. I didn't like it for all the same reasons mm-hmm. that Ch- Tanya just basically described. I had no idea what was going on. I did. I totally missed the part about him being six years old. <laughs> so, all I knew was that like, okay, when are we going to get to the next scene? Cause it's for me, it felt like a uh, SNL skit that was going too long. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I probably used that reference before, but it just, it just didn't work for me at all because I just, I was lost and I didn't pause it to try and figure it out. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just kind of felt that I shouldn't have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, whenever they get into the whole schneef thing, it, it it's a little boring for me too. I'm not. I, I don't. I don't find the drug stuff funny. Uh, but for the most part, some some things are funny. I mean, the whole idea that they're talking about a six year old uh, with a fun dip problem is funny. And 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 squirrely, now it is. Yeah, and Squirrely Dan's uh, <laughs> reactions and 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 wording of you know taking it intranasally and stuff. That's all funny, but. Uh, it, it can they they do kind of uh, uh, beat beat this dead horse a bit uh, in this episode. All right, uh, we go to scene one. Uh, Katie's arriving at the dollar store. She notices a poster and snaps a picture of it with her phone. It turns out it's an ad for a talent and model search. Uh, next scene, back at the produce stand, Derry asks Wayne if he's got any dates lined up for the week. Uh, Wayne says he's taking a break from dating. His uh, more pressing priority is to find his dog Stormy a stud. Uh, Stormy is, by all accounts, a beautiful dog. She's a beautiful dog. Oh, she's a real beauty. Well, she's a gorgeous dog. She just tries to kill her studs is the thing. Well, that's my girl. So uh, uh, in order to get to the bottom of things, uh, Squirrely Dan has a uh, suggestion. Maybe you should take Maybe you should take her in for a fingers on the bum. Are you fucking preoccupied? <laughs> it's only the answer sometimes. Squirrely Dan working Squirrely OT. Not all the time. <laughs> Just the checks. Sometimes. Are you fucking preoccupied? Doesn't matter what you takes her in for. As sure as a bush is going to break your fall, Stormy's going to get some fingers in the bum. <laughs> Squirrely Dan thinks says she should at least get three knuckles, uh, which starts the hicks on, on an argument as to how many knuckles people actually have. Oh, see, now that's too many. It is not. Well, a person's got two knuckles, so you're saying that the vet would have to fire three knuckler up Stormy's bum to get to the bottom of it? A person has three knuckles. Oh, a person has two knuckles. Figure it out. A person has three knuckles. You figure it out. A person's got two knuckles, okay? One, two. Three. You forgot about the little knuckles underneath the fingernails. Well, see, no, that's not a knuckle, though, Dan. To be a knuckle, you got to be able to punch somebody with. You can't punch somebody with knuckles underneath the fingernail, can you? Can't you? Well, you'd be looking pretty fucking silly. First knuckle, one knuckler. Second knuckle, two knuckler. Third knuckle, three knuckler. So, uh, Matt, where do you stand on knuckles? How many how many pe- knuckles do people have? Well, it's three. Yeah. 
So okay, like, we- and, and so we. I've actually. I think it was back when Jen and I watched this the first time around. We had a whole discussion about this, and then Googled the shit out of it because I'm like, really? you know what? That's not. I'm actually worth not Google, well, and I'll tell you why because I actually wasn't sure after listening to it what the actual knuckle constitute or what constitutes a knuckle. Right. I'm like, is it the bone or is it the joint? Yeah. Well, accord- found, according to. According to Wayne, right. you have to be able to punch somebody with it to be to be a well, knuckle. I mean, that's just Wayne logic, but like that's not medical logic. No. But I mean, in the end, it's the joint. So when I look at my hand, I see three joints in the finger. If you count the, the I don't know, the end. So three. Yeah, except right. for and the if, thumb. And if you punch and, and if you punch somebody with your foot, it is the very the knuckle. It is the knuckle that Wayne wants to dismiss that would make contact first. Well, hey, if you punch so, somebody with your foot, you're actually kicking them. Yeah, I was gonna say, did you say <laughs> punch someone with your foot? No, no, I said punch. I said punch. If you curl your toes to make it like a fist mm. and try to punch somebody with it, it would be actually okay. the very so, first so, knuckle. So hold on, the hold one on, that Victor. Wayne is dismissing that makes contact first. Well, Victor, let's your just be clear. Only you have... said if you were to punch someone with your foot. <laughs> That's right. I Plus, didn't say that. Your toes only have your toes only have one knuckle. No, your toes has three knuckles. Listen, I just really. I'm my, looking at my foot right now, and I only see one, or maybe two, if you count. You're the, looking wrong. The ba- Listen, you're looking I, wrong. <laughs> I, I stabbed my second, uh, my pointer finger from. Careful how you finish this just, sentence. Just settle down. We're, we're, this so, is public. Yeah. So I, so I, I, I stubbed my pointer finger on my foot uh, a couple of years ago, and the second knuckle of the three knuckles, the one in the middle, no longer bends. So that's okay. I'm okay with that because I, you know, it doesn't need, it's just, it's aesthetic, right? Um, aesthetic. But, but the first knuckle and the last knuckle still bend. So I don't have trouble putting on socks and putting on shoes because it still bends accordingly. It just oh. bends differently. But the second one is, is, it doesn't bend. It's just there. It's stuck. It's stuck. It maybe needs to be oiled. I don't know. But it all to say is that out of the three knuckles on my toe, Finger toe, or whatever we want to call it. Um, finger toe. They, finger do, toe. <laughs> There's so many references here. You do know the difference between How? a foot and a hand, right? What's going on? We're, We're flip-flopping talking. so much. It's, I feel like I'm watching the show all over again. I'm looking at my <laughs> foot right now, and I only see two knuckles. I think we need to move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. wait, but wait, you wait. Be, you might be both different. If Victor <laughs> gets to share his his broken story about fingers or toes, I'm not quite sure which one he was talking about. But... Uh, I have to share. Okay, so I broke my finger, my ring finger knuckle, middle one. I'm going to say the middle one, the main knuckle. Um, No, I broke it on a balloon of all things. Uh, uh, Like, right? No, I see your face, man. That's 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 10 ply. That's 10 ply. I'll I'll bite. I'll bite. Wait, what? On a balloon. I know. Talent. That was super talented. Uh, it was a Jack and Jill that uh, we had blown up. Oh my God, fifty balloons, and they were all on the dance floor. And uh, after consuming some alcohol, I decided that the balloons were scattering out of the dance floor area and needed to be hit back in. So I, I did a uh, um, uh, open my legs and started paddling, <laughs> paddling the the balloons. Through my legs, Wait, in, back into the doggy style, kind of, <laughs> kind of batting them back in, and I got a little too excited, and uh, I hit my finger against my knee and whipped my so, my finger backwards, so, and and yeah, and it wasn't against the balloon; it was against your knee, but yeah, but caused by balloon. That's fair. yeah. 
That's fair, right? Oh it happens. Oh, it happens. You should have just said I was drinking and I, I was drinking and, and, and I broke. I my should finger. just start there. All right. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> Let's see. The uh, conversation. That story. <laughs> the, the conversation among the Hicks. Uh, goes on about six knucklers, and uh, that's when Gail appears out of nowhere uh, to give her two cents. If six knuckler existed, she'd know about it. Uh, Gail says she's got a stud for Stormy from the Baumgartner group breeders. Uh, the stud's name is Ken, as in former Maple Leafs enforcer Ken Baumgartner. Uh, Victor, I thought you'd be all over this uh, this conversation here. It was a distraction because I was trying to make the connection. I, I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, are they talking about the real Ken Baumgartner, <laughs> or is there like some dog? And that's <laughs> so. I was just that got me a little confused and then later they introduced Buckburger which yeah. made it even more confusing <laughs> uh, Wayne <laughs> because said, I'm thinking I'm thinking for sure that there's a hockey connection here but I think it was just well there, there may be maybe the bomb gardeners are breeders who knows uh, but I, I, when I heard it I'm like oh uh, Victor must be loving this. Uh, all these hockey references. Wayne says you're not exposed to uh, <laughs> give dog human names so uh, I've noticed this before, but I didn't know whether it was just in passing or, or, or by accident. But yeah, instead of saying supposed, he says exposed every time. Like, Oh, without, I didn't notice that. Yeah. So Wayne says, you're not exposed to give dogs human names. Gail sells Wayne on her stud. Uh, she's got him in the truck. So Wayne agrees, tells Gail to pull around back, see if they'll have a go. Uh, Wayne and Gail leave and Derry asks Squirrely Dan if he wants to know. How he knows about six knucklers. That's Katie's cue to leave. Uh, but uh, Squirrely Dan's all ears. Sorry, before we jump on, I, I maybe it's just me and I laugh at the dumbest shit, but <laughs> that scene, I mean, I like that scene, but the funniest part to me was the very end. And if you notice what happened when they said, you know, go get, go get your stud, mm -hmm. Gail danced away running in behind the produce stand yeah. and then vanished. And then even Squirrelly Dan sort of looked over his shoulder like, where the fuck did she go? Yeah. <laughs> it, it was weird. I'm like, where it was weird because she she, she appeared from behind the produce stand and then she dis you're right. It was almost like you're watching a stage play and now it's like exit stage left and enter or, stage left. Or there's a portal. There's or, a portal yeah. back. Because there's no but, truck. But, like there, there yeah, there's but, a field behind there. So where's her truck? Yeah. But Squirrelly Dan's acknowledgement, it yeah. was the best because he kind of <laughs> looked over like, where the hell did this lady go? <laughs> Yeah, there's a little bit of the for, uh, breaking the fourth wall every once in a while with that. Yeah. Um, where did I leave off? Uh, oh, here we go. Scene three. Next scene at the hockey rink. Riley and Jonesy run into coach. Uh, they find out the coach has left the junior team and has joined the senior team as the new bench boss. Uh, his first order of business is to get on Jonesy and Riley's case. Turns out you guys have been having a bit of a cakewalk up here, huh? Is that right, Riley? Hey, little angel cake. Little angel food cake with a top glaze, huh? Have your mom mix up the egg whites and the vanilla, huh? Have your mom cut it with a knife or a small spatula through the batter, releasing air bubbles and bake. Light as air, huh? Virtually fat-free. Fuck you, pheasant! Come on, man. Oh, Josie's got something to say. What kind of cake are you walking, huh? A little Lady Baltimore, huh? A little Dayton walnut loaf? A little uh, Napoleon shat? The cakewalk is over. And it's all uh, because Jonesy and Riley have been skipping leg day. You think you can skirt legs and crack the Czech extra liga? Huh? You couldn't even crack the hockey off Svenska, let alone the Gjuic ice hockey liga! Fucked! <laughs> you plugs are gonna learn some jam. It is fucking embarrassing! I love coach. So all of those things he was uh, rhyming off are European hockey leagues. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I was wondering. Yeah, one of them sounded like a league, so I figured the rest of them were too. They, yeah, well, because he said the word Liga, but yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. all <laughs> they, they are all different European. Uh, just they're professional European leagues, like the NHL. They're just oh. much lesser quality. Yeah. All right, Jonesy and Riley are so scared that they want to skip Pracky, uh, and they're so upset that they don't even want to crush Sandoz. <laughs> then they have this tender moment where <laughs> they 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 don't know what awkward. to do. Yeah, it was an awkward, tender moment where they first they they, they kind of hold hands oh. and then they hug. They uh, just love each other so much. Yeah, but they don't know how or why. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> They're leaving the rink. Uh, they leave the rink depressed, with heads hung low, and run into Pastor Glenn, uh, who for a moment and for a moment, Pastor Glenn uh, appears angelic to them in, in their time of need. But then the trance lifts when uh, Glenn speaks, uh, reassuring the boys that it's it's he's there for a normal reason. Uh, he never says why, but he's just he just happens to be at the hockey rink. Uh, let's see. Next scene at the skids lair. Stuart is still depressed about Katie. Devin and Roald are trying to cheer him up with a little karaoke, but Stuart only wants to sing dark, sad songs. They finally find a song Stuart will sing, uh, but he's just interested in staring at pictures of Katie on his phone. Next scene back at the produce stand. This gets worse before it gets better, cowboy. Did she? Stormy tried to kill Ken Baumgartner. <laughs> <laughs> That's my girl. Baumgartners aren't going to be too jazzed about this. Guess we could try his brother, Nolan. Nolan Baumgartner? <laughs> yeah. Okay. No more Baumgartners. It's not the Baumgartners. It's Stormy. Fucking shithead. Yeah. Hey, she's a shithead. Don't fucking say it to her face. I'll say it to fucking your face. Fucking rip open her face. Take out her eye sockets. Get right in there. Tell it to her fucking frontal lobe. Fuck. Fuck. That's too nice a day to get cross. <laughs> so... <laughs> I've, I've figured Gail out. She is an eight-year-old boy trapped in a grown woman's body. <laughs> eight? I'd, I'd put her more around 13. Uh, no, not 13. 13 no, 14. she's she's aggressive and she's she's foul-mouthed. And if you notice later on in the scene when she's her run, she runs like a like an eight or nine-year-old oh, boy. Oh, true that. Like she runs like arms flailing and <laughs> legs true. all over the place. It's, it's pretty funny. But... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got to do a quick sidebar here. We yeah. were talking about the dog. So yesterday, I so I have a 105-pound cane corso um, named Ollie is our dog. Uh, the guy in our basement, lives in our basement, has a Boston Terrier. And a friend of his has a chihuahua. So we're outside yesterday, and this chihuahua shows up to visit, and the Boston runs over to it, all, all excited-like, while my dog decides to get just as excited and like a goddamn bowling ball, plows through this chihuahua, who's on a leash, by the way, throws this thing, I kid you not, at least six feet into the goddamn air. Oh, my gosh. Like, I think it was a con- – like, have you ever been wakeboarding? Ever seen wakeboarding? had that high rope on the back of a boat? Yeah. I think it was kind of like it was a combination of this thing jumping to get out of the way of my dog, it running into it, and then the owner pulling the dog's leash – Pulled this thing at least six feet in the air. Yikes! I have not laughed that hard in slowly. The dog <laughs> oh, was fine. Don't get don't get me wrong. The dog gosh. was fine, but it was like it was something out of ridiculousness, and I wish I had it on camera. Oh, I yeah. had to share that. <laughs> yeah, sounds sounds fun. Uh, so Gail suggests that they try a sedative. This sends Squirrely Dan into a rage. This is what they were talking about in his women's study class. They'd have a field day with this. Professor Trisha would literally shed a brick. What's wrong with you? I'm very upset. Sort yourself out. 
Gail just said she wants to roofie Stormy. No, I didn't. Doesn't sound like she did. If you want to give Stormy drugs to the points of impairments so that Ken Baumgartner's can have his filthy sex with her, well, then that is... Don't rough. say it. We get it. <laughs> I love that. And and now that makes sense uh, about there's one of our Twitter followers, her the Patrish, Professor Trish with Shit or Brick. That's the, that's their Twitter name. And I get it now. I didn't get it before. I get it now. Uh, thank you for that. Gail takes exception to Squirrely Dan implying she wants to carpet Stormy. Sounds like Squirrely Dan sounds to Squirrely Dan like she wants to rope Stormy. Wayne's just confused with all this terminology. Katie explains. What the actual fuck are you two talking about? Carpet and rope are slang for roofies. Every drug is like a million different words. Name one. Marijuana. Dutch. Keith. Dank. Assassin youth. K. Name another. Cocaine. Uptown. Nose beers. Blue sugar. Stripper salt. Outstanding. Name another. No, I get it. Uh, Gail gets a text. She's got another stud for Stormy. Uh, while she goes to get the stud, Wayne goes off to run Stormy. It might help with a little exercise, discipline, and affection in that order. Uh, Derry tells Squirrely Dan that another name for ecstasy, ecstasy is dancing shoes because it makes him want to dance. And of course, that's Katie's cue to uh, exit once again. Squirrely Dan admits ecstasy makes him want to hug. I get real huggy when I'm on the ecstasies. Ecstasy bear? Something about that drug, you know. You just want to reach around and enjoy the tactile sensations that make up this fabulous world. Wide worldy bear. <laughs> I just, just want to hold people. <laughs> just want to hold people. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> uh, next scene. The scene cuts God, to... I love Squirrely Dan. <laughs> yeah, he's great. <laughs> scene cuts, uh, even when he's talking about doing the the most horrible things, it's it's funny because it's coming from Squirrely Dan. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and and then he do you think that the women's study uh, class that he's taking is maybe court ordered or uh, <laughs> <laughs> the sensitivity training yeah I don't know one, one, one would have to suspect so <laughs> uh, next scene the scene cuts to Pastor Glenn at Super Scoops getting really nasty with a popsicle uh, Riley and Jonesy oh, are with that him that was bad can we just say that was terrible <laughs> two popsicles was, just weird. wasn't it a freezy and a popsicle I, yes. yeah he was, he was uh, double fisting uh, yeah. he oh. asks them how he can help them rock bottom boys rock bottom Ferda. Ferda. boys you know I think that there is a reason why you found me well yeah I mean you were waiting for us mm-hmm. kind of right by the door Okay. <laughs> I think there's a reason that y'all found me, okay? You found me because you need guidance. You're lost. Nowhere to turn. And do you know what I say to those who need guidance? Do you know what I say to those who were lost, who have nowhere to turn? I say turn to him. Turn to who? God. Can't we just talk to you, buddy? Yeah, talk to God. Well, why do we have to talk to God? Why can't we just talk to you? You're well, right I'm, here. I understand. But we're all saying the same thing. I'm here. I'm the one. I'm a conduit. I'm the one that I'm the messenger that. Talk to me. I'm your spiritual counselor. Okay, you can talk to me. Oh. Thanks, buddy. Right. Sick, buddy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> to get to the root of their problem, Pastor Glenn asked them where their problems began. The hockey players admit their problems began when they lost Katie. So Pastor Glenn uh, gives them some advice. I want you to think about this, I want you to hear this, and I want you to think about it. I want you to think about how many fish there are in the sea, because there's a lot of them. A lot of fish in the sea, and there's a lot of fish on menus. Most often, good restaurants have a lot of fish on them. I want you to think, look at this menu. Have I tried all this fish? Have I thought, do I want fish? Oh, what's this? Oh, this is a shellfish. That looks like calamari. I want to try that. 
Oh, you mean like our big city slams? I guess we call for big city slams, bro. I didn't. I didn't mean that at all. But fine, do whatever you want. Go ahead. And uh, Jonesy and Riley ro- uh, run off to to call their big city slams. Uh, next scene back at the farm. Gail arrives with a stud. This one is from the Buckburger breeders. Uh, the the dog's name is Kelly, as in Kelly Buckburger. Uh, you want to regale us, Victor? Who's Kelly Buckburger? What what team did he play for? Do you remember? I think he played for the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, I feel like uh, he did too. If I'm not uh, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. Wayne tells her to pull around back and see if they'll have a go. Uh, Gail gives Wayne uh, a warning. Gotta say, Wayne, doesn't work out with Kelly Bookberger. You're approaching the bottom of the well. Oh, bother. I was sure you had a winner in <laughs> Ken Baumgartner. I always use brother, Nolan Baumgartner. Well, if you don't want us to date. I've had just about enough of that talk, Gail. If you pass a knuckle or two up the bum. We'll take three knuckles to get to the bottom of this. I'd say Stormy's just not fit for breeding. But she's a beautiful dog. She's such a beautiful yeah. dog. A real beauty. She's a gorgeous dog. Yeah, but she keeps on trying to kill her studs. Well, pitter patter. <laughs> uh, Wayne, Wayne and uh, Gail go off to try to breed Stormy. Uh, next scene outside the hockey I, rink. I, I hate to see Wayne so sad. I know, right? He's so sad. He he lives and dies like he's, with his dogs. It's like, yeah, he's so just beaten down right yeah. there over his poor dog. Poor guy. Outside the hockey rink, Riley and Jonesy are waiting for someone. Uh, Pastor Glenn is with them, inexplicably. Uh, Katie comes out of the arena with someone from the talent search. Uh, he want, he says he wants to sign her, uh, but she has to go to the city because he really can't do anything with her in Letter, Letter Kenny. Riley and Jonesy say hi to Katie, who actually seems happy to see them. But then the hockey player's big city slams arrive, and so Katie walks off. Uh, next scene back at the farm, Gail arrives running like an eight-year-old boy. This is <laughs> this is where I made that, that connection. I'm like, look at her run. So this is, I've seen like eight-year-old boys run like that, and then it all makes sense. Uh, she says she's got the perfect stud for Stormy. Her cousin from Toblemory has a dog that's different. This dog is different. Strong, silent type. Hard worker, no bullshit. Fuck, I doom. Sounds like a good guy. Sounds like a real good guy. Probably a real good guy. Sounds like uh, the dog was Wayne, uh, the way she described him. Uh, Gail's cousin is coming up later with the stud. The Hicks discuss what they'll do until then. And so then Derry starts reminiscing about back in the day. Well, you know, back in the day. Back in the glory days. We do have some sneeze. You know what? I feel like you've been working your way towards this for about six weeks. <laughs> been a long, long time since I've hoovered some sneeze. Because you're a fucking DJ when you did, Dan. I was skinny. And here's another thing. You shouldn't call it schneef anymore. I think you should call it schniff. Why? It's funnier. <laughs> Why, well, I think. It's kind of like that word queef. So you can have a lot of fun with that word queef. But what's funnier, Why well, I think, is the word quiff. I could hoover a bit of schneef. <laughs> schniff. You ever hoovered backseat schneef? Schniff. I've hoovered schneef off the headrest of a Pontiac race or traveling to Sarsfest. <laughs> ever hoovered backstage schneef? I've hoovered schneef off of Jan Arden's charcuterie board. I'd have a beer. Uh, yeah. Next scene, uh, the skids hide out. The skids are still trying to get Stuart out of his funk. They even break out the original NES. It doesn't work though. Stuart is still sad. So sad. In fact, he asks about playing Super Mario Brothers 2. Finally, understanding Stuart's pain, Devin finally agrees to help him get Katie back. Uh, they have a group hug and rolled presses his NES <laughs> zapper into Devin's back. 
Next, we think allegedly. No, he he admits to it. That's not my zapper. Yeah. <laughs> what is an NES zapper? Am I just feeling really it's the, stupid? It's the right Duck now? Hunt gun. Oh, okay. I didn't know it was called a zap. Yeah, yeah. They didn't call it a gun because that was marketed for kids. Come on, get with the nineties, man. Yeah, come on, man. The nineties. Listen, try the eighties. <laughs> yeah, Listen, I killed Duck Hunt. I didn't know it was called. I called it a gun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next scene: Riley and Jonesy are hen- hanging out, talking about how much they miss Katie, even though they've just been with their big city slams as Pastor, as Pastor Glenn, who is still hanging out with them, reminds them. Then he bestows them some wisdom. Boys, if I'm Katie, I don't want to date you. Oh, bro. Just saying. And if I'm Wayne, I, I don't I don't want you dating my sister. I think I know what he means, buddy. <sighs> but you don't. I think I get it, bro. <laughs> you definitely don't. We need to go through Wayne to get to Katie. Okay, I can work with that. Maybe we're onto something. We need to beat the shit out of Wayne to get to Katie. Okay, you don't. You lost me again. <laughs> beat the shit out of Wayne for the Katie cat. For the Katie cat. Nigga dust! And they run off. Uh, next scene is a musical montage while uh, Pastor Glenn is saying the Lord's Prayer. It shows Wayne and Stormy waiting for her next suitor. Uh, Stuart getting ready to try to win Katie back. Katie packing her bag for the city and Riley and Jonesy working on their legs. And then the, ne- the, the next scene, we're back at the produce stand. The Hicks are still talking about the different ways Squirrely Dan has hoovered Schneef. Uh, Wayne comes out with beer. Riley and Jonesy arrive for their Tilly. It's fucking Tilly time, boys. Go grab a rake and tidy that gravel you've upset. Are you fucking deaf, Hick? Let's have a Donnie, Brooke. That tone's unhelpful. <clears throat> Time's off. Now, as I recall, that's your ritual before a fight. My patience is wearing thin, so I'll ask. Are you fucking high? No. no. We, we want Katie back. <laughs> we'll go through you to get her. <laughs> Unnecessary as of five minutes ago, but as of right this second, you should make sure your shoelaces are tight. Bye, Katie. What does that have to do with anything? Uh, during the standoff, Katie can be seen in the background getting into the car with the town scout from the city. The skids arrive on their BMXs. <laughs> I've come to reclaim the lady Katie. Fuck you, pheasant! You waited a long time to fight you, pheasant! Ready to defend? So there's a line? If so, I'm budging. We should break dance fight. It's safer, and I'll win. Too much talking. Shall we? Oh shit, I actually do need to tie my shoelaces. What the fuck is that? What? I don't know. Squirrely Dan gets really like wound up before a fight. So no idea what he said. With, no yeah, idea. no, no idea. I should have turned on the the sub the, the captions to see what he says because I have no idea either. Uh, during this whole standoff, Katie's already left for the city. She's already gone, so there's not even a reason for them to to fight. But uh, and then just then, a black pickup pulls up at the end of the laneway. Gail's cousin Rosie, played by the uh, this the the. You know, lovely, the lovely. That's what I was. I was looking for that word. Clark Bacco. She's been in like supernatural designated survivor uh, emerges from the truck. She grabs Wayne's attention immediately as the scene switches to slow motion and the music changes from aggressive fight music to Wayne's in love music. Uh, <laughs> Rosie opens her passenger side door and, com- and out comes her stud. Uh, Wayne no longer sees anyone else and walks towards Rosie, shoving rolled out of his way like an annoying mosquito. And uh, Gail introduces them. 
Wayne, this is my cousin. What's your cousin's name, Gail? Rosie. Rosie, how are you now? Good, and you? I'm not so bad. Should I pull around back and see if I have a go? Couldn't have said it better myself. Better, better. Wayne actually even cracks a smile. And then, out of nowhere, Angie appears. Wayne. Yeah? I want you back. Oh. And then, <laughs> Wayne's phone rings. It's Tannis. Wayne. Yeah? I'm pregnant. Oh. <laughs> oh, fuck. And we fade to black. And that's the end of season two. So, let's start with initial thoughts. Uh, no ratings yet. Matt, we'll start with you. <laughs> I, like I said, I think we're going to get a mix in this one. Oh, okay. Um, I, I mean, I, I just, I'll be honest, I liked it. I I enjoyed it. I thought it was. Uh, I I think we saw. And I'll, what I'll say is, I think we saw some of the best in some of the characters in this episode. Okay. I mean, the whole story with the. Um, oh my god. The hockey players there. I'm totally <laughs> blanking on their name. Riley and Jonesy. Um, those two. Like I thought, we saw a lot more to them, and I enjoyed their interaction with Pastor Glenn through the whole thing. Okay. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. I thought the the episode as a whole connected to each other, like all the different elements of it all connected. Yeah. And I also think it tied back to what we talked about being the theme of the season. So all in all, I mean, I, I, I genuinely enjoyed this episode. Okay. Tanya. Uh, it was, it was okay. It wasn't, uh, it, I found it really jumpy. Mm-hmm. I found that they, they really went from, from scene to scene and it was just a, a whirlwind. It, it kind of felt like whiplash a bit. Of, really? Um, yeah. Like I just, I felt like it was, there was no, I don't know. It was very, it was very, it wasn't, it wasn't smooth enough for mm. me, See, but I did find myself laughing out loud, uh, on quite a few of those, uh, um, jokes and, uh, yeah, so it was, it was good. Interesting. Uh, Victor. <laughs> and by the way, Victor's background today is a train wreck. Literally. <laughs> it's, it's a, he's lost his simulator. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, it's yeah. I know. I, I selected that image, uh, uh, strategically. Yeah, and I'm, sure Al, you I'm glad you picked up on it. Yeah. Um, so if you could take the last, I guess what, two minutes mm-hmm. of that episode and, and give that a beginning and an end, I'd say it was gold. Mm-hmm. Um, that aside to, to take 28 minutes to get to the last two, you know, whatever uh, the episode is to, to take 98% of the episode to get to the last 2%, <laughs> um, for me, was a bit of a struggle. Um, so let me preface this by saying, number one, um, you know, we're just a bunch of guys talking mm-hmm. about the show. You know, it takes a lot of effort and talent and genius to put this thing on the way that they do. They're awesome. They're super talented. Yes. We all love them for mm-hmm. giving us this show. So, you know, take our yeah. opinions and ratings for what they are. Yeah. Uh, we're just having fun with it. So, uh, that aside, um, I, if I wasn't, it was the first episode that I felt that if I didn't, if, if it wasn't for the purpose of having this get together today, sure. I don't, th- I don't know that I could have finished that. <laughs> I'm glad that I did for the payoff at the end, mm-hmm. 
but it was a real struggle for me to sit through that episode. Mm-hmm. So I can get into it later, but that's, yeah. that's my initial thought. Yeah, and, and I, I got I gathered that from your comment when I asked you <laughs> uh, when when I went and sent the reminder out saying, "Did you do your homework?" And you said, uh, "I forget what your exact words were, but basically, yeah, I'm surprised I was able to finish that or something like that." It was it was to the yeah. to that effect. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so yeah, I knew, I, I figured that's, uh, that was going to be your, your, uh, take today. Yeah. And we can break it down. I just, sure. that no, and, and, and yeah, yeah, and we will. So, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, I'm, I'm probably going to align with almost with Victor, except not quite as, 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 as low. Um, um, so basically if it weren't for that last scene, this episode would have been a compost for me. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and well, it, I thought you, I thought you'd be more aligned with me, but I, I know, not. I know. And here's, so it, the, the drug stuff didn't, wasn't funny to me. Very, it wasn't very funny to me. Like the scenes were, those individual scenes were saved by Squirrely Dan, not by the dialogue. The dialogue itself was kind of not, not great. Uh, Tanya, I hear what you're saying about, you know, kind of like jumping from story to story, but it is a f- season finale. So that I think, you know, they're, they're trying to fit too much. They're trying to fit all of it in yeah, for that I, end two minutes. But yeah, I think they're, yeah, they're trying to hit every single group because it is a season finale and uh, going back and forth. I, I, I'm, I'm with Matt. I like the, the Riley and Jonesy kind of arc there. Uh, I love the ending. I loved, loved, loved the ending. Um, so that saved it from being a compost. Um, and we won't get into ratings yet, but yeah, uh, the, the drug stuff just wasn't very funny to me. Um, and again, like the only thing that saved the, those scenes were, were squirrely Dan. Uh, I mean, Victor, what did you think of pastor Glenn? Cause for the last little while he's been kind of, uh, saved for you. Like, uh, you didn't like him at first and then you loved him. What did for you me, think? for me, his, you know, the peak for pastor Glenn was the dating game. Like sure. for me, that was just the writing of that episode was just so brilliant. Yeah, I his, agree. His timing, his placement, his purpose for existing mm-hmm. was that episode. I mean, like it was just everything. Was all the stars came. But I thought he was really good in this. He wasn't very yeah. creepy in this one. Like yeah, he, he wasn't. Was overly, a, he was, I don't have a problem with yeah. pastor Glenn. Yeah. I had a problem with the script with the script. Mm-hmm. I just didn't yeah. uh, like if we just break down very quickly. Like the cold open just wasn't funny for me. It was mm-hmm. the it was the out of all the episodes we've seen for so far, nothing comes close to from any other episodes to this one in terms of how ineffective for me it was. Right. And again, it's also the the drug stuff. It's not the prudishness, right? It's no, not that no, all no. drugs. I, it just was. It just wasn't funny. Yeah, all. it was just that, it was just kind yeah. of flogging a dead, dead horse. So, uh, so so and then and then none of the story like there's always at least one storyline in mm-hmm. all of the other episodes that is intriguing and fun and interesting and whatnot. For me, none of the storylines were interesting. The, the the dog the 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 dog story wasn't interesting. Mm-hmm. The uh, the the Pastor Glenn uh, hockey players like that. Just even the way that scene was introduced with the coach uh, kind of uh, um, you know being all mean to them. Mm-hmm. I just that part it just wasn't funny. Like I, <laughs> it didn't grab me, and mm-hmm. then it just didn't get better. And Pastor Glenn was fine. I just didn't find it funny. I mm-hmm. at no point was I ever laughing or or intrigued by it mm-hmm. and then the and then uh what was the other storyline there's always oh yeah with the um, with the skids again just it was all right you know n- not not um it's not that it was bad it just wasn't funny like no, not, no. nothing was funny no, no part and of then, the skids as well i mean the the only the um, the amusing part of the skids story was was just uh their indignance when uh when Stuart asked about super mario 2 uh because <laughs> they had just finished 
they finished one. They were almost done three. They didn't even, they yeah. purposely didn't mention two because two is like not like if anyone's a video gamer, you don't talk about Super Mario 2. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that was, that was fun. Yeah. But it was like, it was just too gimmicky. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, that, that little bit was fun, but it just Matt's, it didn't Matt's add anything to the suffering overall. Here. Okay, Matt, have you? And oh, yeah. just yeah, one, one final thing. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you guys talk. <laughs> uh, I didn't get, I didn't get the part about mm-hmm. the logic of, having to beat up Wayne to get to, I didn't get that. Like, I just thought well, that that was a, you're not, like, what? Well, but what? They're, they're hockey, dumb that's just hockey how those hockey players, players think. Like, yeah. it's, they're just it doesn't being make dumb. them right. Yeah. They're just idiots. Pastor Glenn. But it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make any no, sense. No, of course not. It's, it's Riley and Jonesy. Pastor Glenn Nothing was trying. they do make sense. Pastor Glenn was trying to tell them that the way they act and, and stuff is the reason Katie uh, doesn't like them and, and Wayne wouldn't want them to date his sister, but they took it the wrong way. And, and, and yeah. yeah. Oh, might I just yeah, I, insert a, a funny here? Because uh, we, I, I wanted to say, <laughs> our our daughter listened to uh, a video, and I was uh, making dinner, and it was Duck Duck Goose, and Jonesy and Riley have wrecked <laughs> Duck Duck Goose for me because all I saw was them getting farted on in their face. So, just wanted to to say that. Matt, try try to, try to save this. Try to save it. <laughs> so I'm going to, I mean, I'll defend an episode when I enjoy it. And, mm-hmm. and listen, I hear what you guys are all saying. And I, I'll be honest. The only comment I agree with is Al around the drug, the overusage, I think of the drug um, topic, which didn't bother me to no. be honest, but it, it did get drawn out of it. But that said, I mean, I, I mean, I like movies like music, all this, but there's nothing else. I'm eclectic when it comes to these things. So mm-hmm. I like, a variety. I'll watch horror. I'll watch comedy. I'll watch action. I'll watch drama. But as long as it's good, mm-hmm. and and yes, Letter Kenny is a comedy first and foremost. Was this the funniest episode? By no means. No. No. Not not by a long but, shot. No. But um, did I enjoy? Yes, I thought it all made sense. Like mm-hmm. and you're saying about storylines, it <clears throat> did connect. Mm-hmm. I mean, we watched some of the other episodes, and like when they jump between the different groups. No, the stories didn't even come close to making sense to each other. Yeah. These ones, I mean, we talked about the theme in the very first episode, the finding love. This episode was all about finding love, even if you want to stretch it out a bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stuart wanting to re- regroup. The guys wanting to get back with Katie as well. Um, even the damn dog <laughs> trying to find the stud for the dog mm-hmm. was a big, uh, it was the same idea, it was all there, and it all made sense to me. Mm-hmm. So it didn't make me dropped to the floor laugh no but i thought it all made sense i thought it connected really well uh the writing was it could have been a little stronger right some of those scenes dry uh, or drawing out a bit drawing is not a word we know this um and <laughs> but i liked it and i was enjoying it and i felt like it connected in on a, on, on on a lot of levels so i generally i disagree with most of what you guys are saying in mm-hmm. this one no i mean uh it, you're right the storylines did culminate and and the the four different storylines in in this episode ended up in one place at the end, which, you know, it ended up with the skids trying to uh, get Katie back for Stewart. You ended up with the hockey players trying to win Katie back. And it, yeah, uh, for sure. I just, it was, yeah, for me, it was just a little, uh, it wasn't funny enough. It, it was, it wasn't the strongest writing. And for a season finale, I, I kind of expect like the, the season finale for season one was a great finale. Uh, like yes, start to, to finish. I'll, I'll give you yeah. that one. I will uh, agree this, with that. This one so far, and so we've only had two. This one here, uh, not great. And and I can even make the argument that I made in in episode one of season one, where this finale, the 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 cliffhanger was again kind of tacked on at the end. <laughs> like it it didn't 
it it almost it almost wasn't earned. It, it was earned in the sense that throughout the whole this whole season, uh, Wayne was finding love. But after all he went through, it kind of she just appeared like, you know, Rosie appears in the last like yeah. two minutes of the of the episode. And uh, you know what I mean? And and you get a cliffhanger. So I, I that's feel the that- tone of this show, though. Everything's yeah. so forced and, mm-hmm. and intentional. Yeah. Even yeah. the way, you know, think of how the way Wayne stands up. It's so yeah. boom to the point. Yeah, so right. that's how the show works when it makes a point. It just jabs you in the face with it, and that's the point. Yeah, I, like I feel it. like the cliffhanger in this episode was a reward for those who were able to hang in there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, uh, tell us how you really think. Actually, you already did. Matt, we're, we're going to start with you with ratings. Uh, do you give this one a fresh clearance or compost? Yeah, I feel like I'm going to be the lone wolf on this one. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I don't always need to laugh. But if you can keep me interested and give me a story, I'm still going to love it. And I gave this one a fresh. Really? Awesome. You know what? And here's the thing. Uh, I don't need to laugh to really enjoy a show. Uh, case in point, Afterlife. Uh, uh, Ricky Gervais, if you've never seen it. it's Love it. Love it. Love it. It's so fucking depressing. But it's <laughs> it's a comedy. And so when when it's yeah. funny, it's really funny because the yeah. lows That's are so That's a comedy? Low. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, yeah, it's it's, a, it's brilliant. It's a dark it's comedy. Brilliant. Yeah, it's Is dark it? comedy, but it's also it's also heartfelt comedy. Yeah, like yeah. just it's just it's a genius show. I love it. Yeah, I love it too. Yeah, uh, but um, yeah, so fresh for Matt Tanya. What's your rating? Um, I'm really sitting on the fence between um, clearance and compost. Oh wow. Um. Yeah. That ending didn't save it for you. It 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 did. It, okay, Clarence. <laughs> <laughs> wow, twist her arm there, Al. Oh, my gosh. Wow, it's hilarious. All right. It's, it's been a long week. I'm tired. Just All right. All rip right. it off. Yeah. Victor? There's the Band-Aid. What's, what's your rating? Uh, I give it a compost. And I mm-hmm. give it a compost not because the episode wasn't funny. I give it a compost because the episode wasn't written well. Uh, it, it's... They're so they're such incredible writers and they're so smart. I just I just want more from them on a season finale. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it just the fact that I I literally like honestly like mo- I'm I'm very easy to please when it comes to TV shows. <laughs> I don't have such high standards. <laughs> yeah. um, you know I I, I I watch King of Queens and and all kinds of stuff. So uh, I, I'm and and two broke girls. But that's <laughs> oh, awful that, show. oh, come on, it's, that was a good show. No, no, it was but, it was but, pretty awful. Yeah, it so had anyway, moments. It had, it had moments. It had I'm, like it, I said, yeah. I'm not a, I'm not difficult to please. This episode, I I I felt like just turning it off at uh, halfway through, just because. I just felt like it just, okay, I, too many things. I, I'm not with it. I, I don't, mm-hmm. I lost what's happening here. I shouldn't feel stupid watching this episode. And I just, I couldn't figure out what the heck was going on at times. And every time with like things like, Oh, Wayne would be like, guy, what are you guys talking about? I felt like, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. And they started, started explaining about the drugs, but I, I just felt like, uh, it, it just, they did really, I, I don't know what happened. Like, did mm-hmm. they how you know, a night of partying, uh, uh, something went wrong. Uh, it just, that, that episode did not bring it for me. Okay. Too much sniff that night. Too much yeah, sniff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sniff, sniff. All right. Uh, compost from Victor. So I'm going to say this, uh, the last two minutes of this episode saved it from a compost and I don't give composts on this show lightly. Uh, I think I've only given the one for fart book and that was a retroactive uh, <laughs> compost. Uh, this one here, 
sitting through it and watching it and even trying to pull clips for it. I'm like, I'm trying to find like some of the funniest parts of it. And I, and I really couldn't uh, for the most part. Um, but that last, the, you know, the last scene saved it and, and, uh, it, it brought, you know, it tied up the, the whole season with the bow. Uh, you know, I, 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 you know, maybe I'm looking forward to, to the, the, the Rosie character and know what's coming. So maybe that helps, but, but it, it, it was a solid cliffhanger. Like, I mean, it, you know, Wayne spent the whole season season trying to, to find love. And then at the end he, he has, you know, he has it in triplicate. So now he's got to <laughs> figure out, uh, you know, how he's going to sort through this mess because, uh, it, it, you know, anyway, uh, I give it a clearance. I give it a clearance because of the last, uh, that last scene, it saved it from a compost. So, um, yeah. Does this knock anybody's top five, Matt? You, you it would it, you'd be the only one, right? Do you want me to no, remind you? No, no I'll, no, I'll leave my top five as is, but I still think it's a. I, I stand by my rating. I just don't think it makes my top five. No, okay, no, that's it, fine. For for me, this makes me rethink any other compost ratings that I've given previously, <laughs> because I feel like this is the true compost, <laughs> and do the others need to be upgraded to a clear? <laughs> or, or are you finally ready to do the right thing, Victor, and move Fartbook to a compost? <laughs> no, no. Fartbook will continue to be fresh for me. Um, I thought that was brilliant. But uh, this doesn't take knock anybody off. In fact, it goes all the way down to the bottom. It yeah. becomes the anchor. Wow. Yeah. And, and for a season finale, I mean, you know, maybe it's unfair to hold that to a higher standard, but you, you expect a season finale to be pretty you know a better you know one of the better episodes and uh so for you to say that well, you know well, well season one uh finale was a fresh if mm-hmm. i uh, yeah exactly yeah. yeah okay well there you go so uh we got our ratings uh let's move on to listener comments it's exciting because uh we got two more apple reviews uh this week uh so i want to uh yeah read them woot, out woot. here uh, first one comes from melbourne jack uh, he titles his allegedly five stars, uh, a wondrous letter. Kenny podcast. It is a great listen. If you're a fan of the show, Texas size 10, four can confirm. I've enjoyed every episode so far with fun banter. And as someone who has seen the show multiple times, it's good to hear a range of views on each episode. Uh, they also make sure attentions are paid to the details <laughs> of references. I miss as an Aussie. And that's what I appreciate. Appreciates about you all. If you want quality letter, Kenny recap podcast, and don't be so awkward, bud, and give it a listen. And if you don't like it, you can meet me at the end of the laneway. Uh, don't come up the property. That's from uh, Melbourne Jack. Holy crap. Melbourne Jack. That was amazing. Like y- you fit every single letter, Kenny kind of meme in <laughs> in one review. That was, that- that was written better than the uh, finale, which is uh, <laughs> oh, Victor. Ah, well done. Oh man. Uh, the next one is from Tony P five ten. Uh, five stars. I stumbled across the great Canadian show letter Kenny while rabbit holing on YouTube one night. Uh, I believe that's called spelunking. Anyway, I've watched the entire series <laughs> and recently found the Produce Stand podcast. It's a great accompaniment to the show. Al, Tanya, Squirrely, Matt, and Victor review each episode with a humor with humorous takes. My Friday morning commute is a lot more enjoyable these days. Thank you, Tony. Uh, when I read Tanya that one, that review, she kind of got a little uh, freaked out. Oh come out. on. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, wait a minute. Somebody's actually listening to, I think it kind of hit her. <laughs> we just did this for the four of us. Yeah. She thought, oh, we're just doing this for the four <laughs> of us. Now, right? You put these online. Yeah. Really? Somebody <laughs> listening to this on his morning commute. Come on. Yeah. So, um, thank you, Tony. That, that was amazing. Uh, thank you for, uh, taking time for doing that. Uh, then we have some, um, 
comments on Twitter. Can we get off the train references? Uh, a la black cars and Gino. That's from uh, Miriam DeYoung. Hey, uh, Miriam DeYoung. She's a, so uh, the, what she's referencing. So on the, she's also a listener of the Toronto Mike podcast and Toronto Mike had, had um, uh, Gino Vanelli on uh, one of his episodes and, and interviewed Gino. And of course, Toronto Mike is always all about the nostalgia. So he was asking uh, Gino a lot of questions about the, the song black cars and uh Gino finally said, can we get off the black cars already? And, and it was, it was a funny moment. And so now Miriam is trying to make the same uh, reference with, uh, with the train talk. So there you go. That one I think is directed to Victor. Yeah, I thought, I thought maybe Matt paid her off, but anyway. <laughs> um, next, Allegedly. next one, uh, introduced a friend to letter Kenny last night. She loved it. Letter Kenny making the world fun, one, uh, funnier one viewer at a time. That's from Beck, uh, also a Toronto Mike listener and, and a friend who came over and listened to our podcast um let's see here oh yogurt talk 2020 give your balls a tug that's from our buddy jason cutler i think he he wants us to stop talking about yogurt <laughs> yogurt <laughs> uh, oh yogurt gate, uh, gate ended this week by the way oh it's just 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 for jason um we, we've all settled that dispute in the uh, squirrely math household uh didn't uh, weren't you finally allowed to have the the good yogurt but it was uh what a couple of days expired <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was a that's not the point al uh, that's awesome uh our buddy anthony from uh from california not sure if it was matt or victor that said later kenny but nice job that was indeed matt and and a stroke of brilliance matt very well done uh they've got to do it they've got to make it happen they have to you yeah. know well, I know he showed it out to uh, Tyranny and Kiso just in case they were ever thinking. Just yeah. remember where they heard it first. And uh, I oh, uh, so uh, this is an email I got from Tim from Seattle. He threw out an idea that we should get a petition to get Jared Kiso to host Saturday Night Live. Uh, he posted on uh, Facebook pages and got over 850 likes. Uh, he thinks it's got legs, so he asked us if we could spread the word. So yeah, absolutely. How fun would that be if we can get Jared Kiso hosting Saturday, uh, Saturday Night Live? Although what I found was a lot of commenters on uh, on Facebook who are Letterkenny fans are not SNL fans, but uh, <laughs> which is weird. Um, that would be fun. Now, fair enough. And I don't know if you've been paying attention to uh, the little private chat that you've set up as mm -hmm. well. Oh, we got a few, um, a few new members uh, in the last week. Um, but yeah. yeah, I think we've got over 16 people now. Mm -hmm. So if anyone's interested in joining, we are our, our private banter, uh, you know, less than scientific conversations <laughs> that if not careful, may become confrontations. But that said, <laughs> uh, we're having some fun on there. And, uh, you know, I put out a little question. I think it was just earlier today, actually, around, you know, what drove you to uh letter kenny mm -hmm. and I mean, there there is some general stuff you know uh we got just we fetty gay who said uh she loves the cold opens mm -hmm. yeah uh, a red beard or i mean out, out east uh he said it's just fun tv and uh and then him and uh dennis guggen along with a couple others you know agreed they just love the small town aspect of it and it's something about small town loyalty mm -hmm. uh, that draws people to this show and i think that's a pretty common trend anyone I know who likes this, just loves that aspect of it. And I think Al, you even chimed in and added a couple other references to Corner Gas. There was some conversation about Trailer Park Boys there as well. All small town, um, blue collar kind of stuff. And, it's, and, 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 it's, and Shit's Creek now as well. Yeah, Shit's, Shit's Creek, Creek now, yeah. yeah. There's just a lot of small town love out there. And yeah. people just just thrive on it. And it's so good to see. Did you see that the motel from Shit's Creek is up for sale? 
I did. Yeah. You guys want to go in and have these? <laughs> um, it's funny because I feel like Letter Kenny is is kind of, uh, or, or I don't know if it's creating this or whether it was always there, but I'm starting to notice it. But there seems to be an appreciation outside of Canada for Canadian shows. Uh, you know, and uh, like uh, I've seen people talking about, oh, if you really like Letter Kenny, you should check out. Um, uh, I forget. What some of the other shows were like, well, nineteen two. The, the, that's the the other Kiso Cop show. Yeah. And, and but these are like people from outside of Canada appreciating Canadian content, which is hilarious because once again, Canadians do not appreciate their own uh, TV shows. Yeah. Which uh, we, is, we, is frustrating. We're growing on it. We're yeah. growing on it. But yeah. you're right. But even like in the in the private chat, there, S. Murphy jumped in and said, "I'm not Canadian. I'm from Saratoga, New York." But there's something about Canadian comedies that crack me up. I'm a big fan of Trailer Park Boys too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So there's there's a there seems to be either a growing appreciation or maybe it was always there, and I'm just noticing it now because of the this uh, little podcast that we're doing here. Uh, let's uh, any final re- uh, remarks there, uh, Matt? You know what? As we wrap up season two, I'm just going to take a quick second to get a little soft. Um, first off, I'm going to say I appreciate the three of you. I mean, this is a strange. Wait a minute, you're not you're, not you're not Let, telling us goodbye, are you? No, 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 no <laughs> goodbye. But I mean, we're two we're two seasons into this. Mm-hmm. This is this is fun, man. Yeah. Like, I I don't know if we would have done this if this wasn't COVID. I would like to think that we would have, but mm-hmm. we're in COVID life right now, and I know the world's all treating this shit differently. Not saying who's right and who's wrong. That's not what I'm trying to do here. Every country's dealing with their own way. In Toronto and Canada, you know, we're basically have been in lockdown since March, so. This is something my me personally, I enjoy every week. I look forward to getting together with the three of you guys, anyone out there listening and even giving us a minute of time each week. We appreciate mm-hmm. you. And this is a lot Absolutely. of fun. And and I hope we can keep doing it. And I hope our viewers, our listeners join, join, continue to join and to continue to pay attention. Just give us a minute of time. Um, we're having a good time and uh, I hope it's coming through. So thank you to everyone. We we definitely appreciate all of you. I second Aww. that. I second that for sure. Wow! Yeah, I'd raise a glass to that. Yeah, uh, and Tanya, tap, and tap it twice. Yeah, there you go, Tanya. <laughs> any final reco- uh, remarks? I'm all teary after that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I don't have much to say tonight. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty tired. So I'm gonna <laughs> pass the, pass the torch. Uh, Victor. No, not much to say about this episode. I, I hope that next time we chat, I have some positive uh, updates about Pumpkin. Uh, yes, yes, definitely. Uh, you know, I don't know how it's all going to go, uh, but uh, that's kind of what's on my mind right now. Uh, but uh, yeah, I hope uh, I'm looking forward to the next episode, which is, I think, a special. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, that's I, I think that's it for now. Okay. Uh, I've got a couple, uh, three news items uh, that I want to talk about. First of all, we may have found our first sponsor uh, for, and it'll it'll start up uh, in season three. Uh, I won't uh, give up the ghost just yet. Uh, we're just uh, ironing out some final details um, about who that per that. I'll say that person is that's going to partner with us for for season three, uh, but I'm excited about it. So uh, looking forward to that. Also, um, yeah, as Victor mentioned, next episode we'll be talking about the uh, St. Patrick's Day uh, pa- St. Patrick's Day episode. But then after that, we've got uh, uh, 
Dean Giles. He's coming back to do a season two uh, recap like he did uh, with us for season one. So that was a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to that. He's uh, he's already accepted my invite. Uh, and then, yeah, so we'll be talking about St. Perfect's, uh, Perfect's Day, which is the, the title of the next episode. Um, so I'm going to play us out now. Uh, I got to find, oh, where the hell is my, oh, here we go. Play us out with a song, Pressure, a.k.a. Uh, uh, Wayne's in Love song uh, from this episode. You're like good water pressure in a cold, rainy And that's all we have for this episode. Next week, we recap and review the Letterkenny St. Patrick's Day special titled St. Perfect's Day. Please rate us on iTunes. If you'd like the show, follow us on Twitter at ProduceStandPod. We also invite you to visit our website, theproducestandpod.com, for other episode recaps and a list of our favorite episodes. Thanks for joining us. Now we're going to invent new ways to Hoover Schneef. From all of us at the Produce Stand, good night. Good night.